0: I am not going to spend a a, a ton of time here, but I believe one of the finest men of God is getting ready to step behind this pulpit. I have heard from him a couple different times. I've sat in services where he's ministered, and the flow and the anointing of God that is on this man, it has changed my life, being Listening to his ministry. And I believe it's going to change this church this week. I've told you for weeks. I feel like there's going to be a cosmetic or, or, or just a shift, a spiritual shift in this church this week. Without further ado, I bring to this pulpit evangelist Robin Johnson. God bless you, sir. Have your way.
1: Thank you, Pastor. I love you. I appreciate you, man. And clap for Jesus and make it louder than how you clap for me. Clap for the Lord. As you're clapping, let a voice come out of you that exalts him. Let a shout come up out of you. Let a hallelujah. Let a hallelujah rise out of you for just a couple moments. Just, oh, my, my, my 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 i feel jesus i feel jesus i love jesus and because i love the lord i love his people too when when you fall in love with god you start loving what god loves hating what god hates and i found out that god does not hate people he loves people tell your neighbor say he's in love with you he's he, he wants to romance you. He wants to, he wants to do something for you because he's so in love with you. But he works through one avenue. That's the avenue of faith. That's how he works. That's what determines it. And I feel faith in the house tonight. I feel faith for a miracle tonight. And uh, I give honor to your pastor and your first lady. Do you love this family? Aren't they precious? And uh, we can't say, I can't say that we go way back and that we know each other. We've never had dinner. Uh, None of that. So uh, whatever I do, he's not responsible for it. Don't, Don't get mad at him. For whatever I mess up, or you don't like, or whatever gets said you don't like, he's got the luxury of saying, uh, "I've never hung out with him. I didn't know he was going to do all that." And uh, I'm joking with you, but I can tell you what: we're about to have an explosion in the Holy Ghost that uh, is going to be on my preaching. I feel. I feel that thing that I know and I told uh, uh, the brother that picked me up tonight I told him I said I've been driving and preaching if I'm not been behind a pulpit I've been behind the steering wheel for the last several months or years been preaching all last week in through preached last night drove preaching tonight tomorrow night and uh, I'm tired of listening to myself preach and so when I get tired of hearing myself preach I just start praying people through the Holy Ghost and praying miracles on people. I, I, I'm, I'm tired of listening to me. I'm tired of listening to me. But uh, I want you to, if you have your Bibles, you can pick them up. And they're going to put these up there. And they did set some of my books back there. Pastor said I could. Uh, my books are sitting back there and uh my newest books out eight miracles that jesus wants to do for you these are eight miracles that i've seen jesus do i've never worked a miracle but i've watched him work many miracles i watched a man carried into the baptistry the other night uh saturday night i watched him carried into the baptistry carried him in four men carried him in out of a wheelchair Put him in the baptistry, baptized him in Jesus' name, and when they baptized him, strength came in, in his body and he stood up. <laughs> then he turned around and began worshiping and walked out of the baptistry. I saw it happen. I watched it happen. I want and I tell about some of those type of miracles in that book called Eight Miracles Jesus will do from you, Blind Eyes dead people. I've seen the Lord raise two people from the dead. I've seen him do it. I watched him do it. I didn't do it. I watched him do it. And uh, he's still doing it. And I I have another book back there, and I just felt to bring this one and show it to you. This is called uh, Jezebel Prophets. It deals with the spirit that is loose in the world right now. It's the spirit of Jezebel. Uh, It is a spirit that is against authority. And the great thing about this book, if you know my spiritual mother and the Lord, Sister Vesta Mangan... Uh, She wrote me the foreword for this book. So it's worth spending 20 bucks just to see what Sister Vesta wrote in this book. It's very powerful and it'll help you in spiritual warfare. Are y'all ready? If you're ready, say, let's go to work. work. All right. Now, I've heard some great worship in here tonight. I'm going to see if you're true worshipers because anybody can worship with that good music that you've been hearing. But if you can worship with the word, you can get a miracle. I'm going to Matthew chapter 8, then First Samuel chapter number 10. Uh, Matthew chapter number 8, then First Samuel chapter 10. I want to just start prophesying right now, but I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do it by course because the word doesn't come before the gifts. But uh, God's got a word for some of you tonight. I'm just going to tell you one thing. Look at your neighbor and say, you better hear this. You better hear this. Now, this is just me and God's deal. I don't pray for people or speak words to people or prophesy to people who don't worship God. I don't. I don't. I'll leave them like I found them. And I ask God about it. I've known that people had diseases in their body that God could heal and do. and But I saw them counting ceiling style. And they had their arms folded and looked mad. And I said, God, now do I have to tell them what I'm seeing? The Lord said, you never have to tell anybody anything who would not speak to me. Because if something happens, they'll think you did it. So if you'll touch him, he can touch me and he'll speak to you. If you need a miracle, Matthew chapter 8, verse number 2 says, And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou can make me clean. Just notice what he didn't say. The man does not come telling the Lord how bad it is. He comes worshipping. Did you get this, how this worked? He didn't come with a prayer request. He come with an offering. He come worshiping Jesus. And he never asked Jesus to heal him. It's not in there. He told Jesus, you can do this. I'm going to tell you how to get a miracle tonight. Don't come for a miracle. Come for Jesus. That's really it. 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse number 5. 1 uh, Samuel chapter 10, verse number 5. And uh, it says, after that, uh, you are going to come to the hill of God, where is the garrison of the Philistines. And it shall come to pass that when thou art come thither to the city, that you shall meet a company of prophets coming down from the high place with a psaltery and a tabret and a pipe and a harp before them and they shall prophesy everybody say they shall prophesy they shall prophesy prophesy, and the spirit of the lord shall come upon you and thou shalt prophesy tell your neighbor say "You you shall prophesy and this is the powerful part it says with them and thou shalt be turned into another man When you get around people who are praisers, it's contagious. You get around people who speak the word of the Lord, the word of faith and the prophetic word. It will get on you. And he said, you'll start saying what they're saying. If you worship the God they're worshiping and start saying what they're saying, it will change your heart. You'll leave from sick to healed. You'll leave from lost to saved, from cursed to blessed. I'm going to talk to you a little bit this evening about prophetic praise. Look at your neighbor and say prophetic praises. Say it again to him. Say it with good, I got Louisiana accent. I'm trying to talk like y'all. Y'all don't say y'all much, but listen. Look at your neighbor and say not pathetic praise, but prophetic praise. We're going to talk about that. Let's lift up our hands to the Lord. He's so good to us. We're going to have a good time together tonight. We're going to enjoy ourselves. Lift your hands up and let's ask God to help us. We ask you to unlock the gifts of the Spirit, words of wisdom, words of knowledge, the prophetic anointing, the gifts of healing. I ask you to open up the minds, the hearts of these people tonight, God, so they will be able to receive from you what thus saith the Lord. Anoint me, Lord, my lips of clay. Anoint these people's ears tonight and hearts he'll deliver and do things that only you could take credit for. If you love Jesus, just go into a Holy Ghost hand clapping. Voice raising. Oh Kira Bashatara Bahata. Do it. Do it for ten seconds. Do it. My ma. that sounds so beautiful praise god you can be seated that sounds like i'm in the philippines again now you don't know me and i don't know you so we're going to start out and take about 10 minutes and familiarize ourselves uh, over the word of the Lord, over, over a little bit of teaching. I'm going to lay a little bit of a foundation here. And then I'm going to launch into something. And then you and I are going to praise God a little while. And then we're going to shift into another gear. And we're going to let the Lord come in here and do whatever he wants to do. And the gifts of the Spirit are sitting on the edge of their seat right now. And they're just waiting for the right moment. But we got to lay a foundation for it first. Okay? Okay? All right, so let me teach to you for just a moment about the three, the three major rims of the prophetic. Everybody say three rims, three spokes that hook into the prophetic hub. There are three rims of it, but I'm only going to deal with one of them tonight because it concerns you. Everybody tell your neighbor, this will concern you in a moment. There is probably most popularly, if you read your Bible or you know a little bit, and because the prophetic is one of the most misunderstood things that could happen in the kingdom of God and the church. And here's why. Because a lot of people have attempted to be prophetic. But the problem is they spoke things that were not lined up with the word of God. And you cannot be prophetic and think you know what God is saying and you don't know what he's already said. God never contradicts himself. Once God says a thing and puts it in writing, and it is in the canon of scriptures, the 66 books uh, that make up the Old and New Testament, you and I cannot ever change that. No matter how anointed you think you are, no matter how long you think you've been in here, you can never override what thus saith the Lord already. And a lot of people, they think that they're hearing from God, but how we know they're not hearing from God is the fact that they are saying things that God has never said. And when you understand how the prophetic works, you understand that God is restoring the gifts of the spirit and the prophetic back to the church in the last days. Because he said, in the last days, when I pour my spirit out on all flesh, you look for this, your sons and your daughters will prophesy. There will come a spirit of prophecy that comes upon the last day church that these young people will begin calling things that be not as though they were. They will begin to speak to things that are dead and they'll come alive. There will begin to be things that will be pronounced healed that were sick. But you have to first have the foundation and know where you stand in the presence of God. So I'm going to take just a couple moments and help you and then we're going to shift. Elbow your neighbor and say, when it's time to shift, we got to go. When I say shift, it's time to shift. Now listen, because the first rim on the prophetic hub or the first spoke would be the gift of prophecy. Everybody say the gift of prophecy. Now, don't argue with me too much or throw a tomato at me. But I'm going to tell you something. That once you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you now have access to all nine gifts of the Spirit. I knew I wouldn't get much of an amen, but I'm just trying to tell you, you're not going to operate in God if you don't have God and when you do get God you got to understand something about it is that salvation is free it does not cost you anything but the reason that most people won't operate in the gift of prophecy is because it will cost you some time in prayer and fasting and learning the voice of God and what happens in this last generation is people become very lazy and they'd rather somebody else read the Bible for them and you just tell me what it says but I I'm in a different group. I want to hear from God myself. Anybody in that class? I, I, I'm not going to wait on pastor uh, to tell me who I'm supposed to marry and where I'm supposed to work and what I'm supposed to do. I'm going to carve me out of place in prayer and I'm going to get it straight from God myself. The gift of prophecy and all nine gifts of the spirit are available and accessible to anybody who's received the baptism of the Holy Ghost because the baptism of the Holy Ghost is not one of the gifts of the spirit. It is the giver of the gifts of the spirit. You understand that? You get the Holy Ghost. You have the ability to work in the gift of faith or uh, in the gift of prophecy, which is what I'm talking about tonight. But it is according to how much faith you have as to how high your level would go. Some people get the gifts of healing. They heal a headache. Other people get the gifts of healing. and Their faith levels higher. They can heal uh, people with high blood pressure. Other people can raise the dead. It's according to the proportion of the faith you have is going to be determined by how much God can work with you. And so I'm going to make this statement to you again. Anybody with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the gift of prophecy can come alive in you. And I feel like the Lord spoke to me tonight and said, I'm going to stir it up in some people. I'm going to use what your fixing to say to stir up the Gibson people and I'm going to begin to use them, minister to them and minister through them. If it's just three of you, you ought to shout and say that would be me preacher. That, That would be me you're talking to. somebody said oh no we can't the Bible said desire spiritual gifts and and to covet earnestly the best gifts but rather that you may prophesy you're told to do it now listen to me when you move from the gift of prophecy you get to the next level which is the office of a prophet just because somebody prophesies does not make them a prophet the office of a prophet is one of the ascension ministry gifts that Jesus gave when he ascended up on high and gave gifts to men he gave some apostles. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Why am I taking a moment to tell you that? Is because of this. This is what gets people in trouble because God uses them a little bit. Now they'll get too big for their britches and they think now they know more than the pastor knows. And now they don't need nobody to tell them because they done spoke in tongues or, or give a ja-ja-ja and give a little bit of a prophecy or laid hands on somebody and something happens. But that does not give you the authority Now to run over the shepherd of the house. I'm just going to work on this one right here for just a moment because what I'm telling you this far is because God is getting ready to do a big thing among you people. And what he's going to do is raise up some people here that will operate in the gifts of the Spirit and the power of God because you got people coming through those doors that's going to need the devil cast out of them. you got people that's going to come through those doors that are bound up with witchcraft who are trying to put a curse on you. But you're going to speak up and say, no, you're not going to curse us. We're going to bless you and baptize you in the name of Jesus, and you're going to receive the Holy Ghost. And when God starts doing that and working through you like that, uh, you are going to have to still know your place because there's a difference. Because anybody with the gifts uh, or with the Holy Ghost can prophesy to a level, but everybody's not a prophet. You're born into it. The the gift of prophecy is a gift. But the office of the prophet is a man. And that's why people cannot, the gift of prophecy is only used to edify, to exhort, and to comfort. It's not used to rebuke people. Y'all so quiet. Y'all was doing good, but I hope it's just that you're listening. But anyhow, uh, the gift of prophecy is not for you to rebuke the pastor or get on the people and say, God showed me this and he's going to curse you. The gift of prophecy only brings edification, it only brings comfort, and it only brings exhortation. The office of the prophet in the Bible, if you read it, at various times God did send a prophet to put his finger in David's nose and say, hey, you've been committing adultery. You've been doing something. That's not a gift of the Spirit. That is the office of the man of God. What I'm saying is, can I just go ahead and prophesy to you a little bit right now and I'll get back. God is about to start sending you some people who don't look like you, who don't talk like you, who don't dress like you or act like you, and it ain't your blob to fix them you let your pastor do his work and let the holy ghost do his work because the revival that's coming is going to bring a whole group of people that you're going to have to work with and mentor Mm. that's the gift of prophecy that's the office of the prophet but then there is what's called the spirit of prophecy everybody say the spirit of prophecy the Bible said in Revelation 19, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. That's the Holy Ghost coming into a room. What's the spirit of prophecy? That's what I'm going to talk to you about a little bit tonight. Is the spirit of prophecy is whenever the atmosphere changes in a room. That's what happens to Saul. The Lord tells him, you're anointed to be king, but that ain't enough. You're anointing and enough. Tell your neighbor, say, your anointing's not enough. You got to know where to submit because if you're not submitted unto something, the devil will tear your house down. He said, You're anointed. He said, but don't, don't, don't think that's enough. You need to go find a company of prophets who are on their way down. How do you know a real prophet and a false prophet? Because these prophets are worshiping God. They're on their way down with tambourines and harps, and they're giving God praise. And watch this. They're not going up the mountain. He said, You'll find these boys on their way coming down the mountain and they don't just praise me when things are looking up these people praise me even when they're on their way down you know what I'm telling some of you right now you know how you can put the devil in his place say yeah I may not have it all like I want it but I don't just praise him the good times I praise him the bad time I praise Jesus every day the same Anybody can praise him when things are going up. Is there anybody that say, hey, preacher, I feel like I'm going down the mountain. What do I do? Get a tambourine in hand and say, devil, if I go down, I'm going down swinging. If I go down, I'm going down praising. Tell your neighbor, say, if I go down, I'm going down worshiping. Listen to me. This is an atmosphere that is stirred up by worship. Watch. The spirit of prophecy is stirred up whenever there is worship and praise. It will stir it up. That's why the prophet said, "Go get me somebody that can play a minstrel." And when they began to play, the hand of the Lord come upon him. Here's what happens to Saul. Saul's not a prophet. Saul, as a matter of fact, he's going to mess up, and he's going to get himself nearly demon possessed. But Saul walks into a church service here where these people are waving their hands and blowing trumpets and and blowing unto the Lord. He steps in, and they're prophesying and preaching, and the environment is so powerful until what they're doing Saul starts doing he begins to prophesy just like the people who God has put his word in their mouth what does that mean that means this that when you step into an atmosphere like this you can open your mouth and say I am healed that's prophecy when you say devil I'm not going I'm not going to talk about I need prayer no more I'm going to make a declaration I am healed I, I am delivered that's prophecy Now, how does that work? Proud people won't praise God. Proud people have a hard time humbling themselves to pray. They don't have no problem telling you what to do, how to do it. They don't have no problem telling you what they wish was done this way or that way. But they have a big problem giving praise to God or accolades and honor to anybody else. Because proud don't praise. Tell your neighbor, proud does not praise proud does not praise this is what happens when Saul walks into this environment he walks in this environment at one time the Bible said he stripped off his clothes and he laid down and prophesied all night that is not perverted that does not mean something ugly let me tell you why he did it and why David did it because when the spirit of prophecy comes in the room they walked in they had a king's crown on their head Saul had a robe on him that said I'm the king but when the spirit of prophecy showed up it said you're not the main king there's only one king of israel and you're not him the king of glory is here when jesus shows up you got to take your miss america wave off you got to take your crown off and lay down strip yourself down and say lord i praise you now now tell your neighbor say here comes the shift here comes the there I'm just, I'm just giving you that much time to see because you're trying to figure out if you're going to like me or not. And now you've had enough time to figure out if you like me. I'm not smart am I'm, I'm not cocky. I'm bold in the Holy Ghost. That's all. Listen to me. Whenever you see God blessing a person, a church or a ministry, he could put a favor on your life. That what takes other people years to accomplish, you just start seeing doors click open, click, click. Things just start working for you. Whenever you see, look at me, folks. When you see God bless a man or a church or a people, it's not because he loves them more than he loves somebody else. If y'all don't say amen, I'm closing this down. if you see God is opening doors for people and they're getting promotions and blessings and, and finances and all this stuff. It's not because God doesn't like you and he likes them. That's not what's going on. What has happened is, is these people have figured out how God works. That there are certain principles that God works with. And I'm going to get a tomato thrown at me right here. But y'all just help me. Help me, my, my driver, get ready. You may have to get me out of here. That's why there are people that smoke and drink and lie and don't even have the Holy Ghost, but they pay their tithes, and when they pay their tithes, God blesses their job they not even saved. How could God do that? Because God has a way of working with principles. He said, if you do the right thing, He will even bless you when you ain't even doing the other things. He said, but if you give, it's going to be given to you this is how come in a lot of my meetings a lot of the people that I see get miracles and healed they not even baptized yet you know why God oh please don't let me get in trouble here y'all just act like you love this because some of us Pentecostals think we're going to earn a miracle and we say well I've done this and I've done that but an old sinner comes in and says I don't deserve it I just believe Jesus will do it and you ain't going to get it because you've been in church 10 years you're going to get it because you got in his presence and said not what I done but what you done Gee, that's how you're going to have revival that's how you're going to get it And I'm going to give you a principle now. We're shifting now. What? I'm going to give you a principle right now that is going to show you how to get in the presence of Jesus and how to get the blessing that you want to see get on you. Tell your neighbor, say, here we go right now. Tell them, say, we're shifting. You can be seated. Tell them we're shifting. Can I tell you what God wants? God is looking for a spontaneous praiser. Let me tell you what God is sick of in this newfangled religious world that we got now, a fake Christianity. It looks like a Christian. It walks like a Christian. It talks like a Christian. But it don't act like a Christian because they only will praise God when the music's going. The minute the drummer gets up, they can't clap no more. The minute it ain't somebody on the microphone, they can't do it no more. But there's some of you that say, hey, even when they turn the lights off in the building and I get in my car tonight, I will leave out of this place in my vehicle saying, oh, what a great God opened up the sky. Come on. Sit. Can I tell you, can I just preach like I feel? Y'all just tell me to do it, damn it. You know what God is tired of? People that are performers but not real praisers. Uh, Tell me your name on the front row here. Bailey. 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 Let me tell you what I like about Bailey. Bailey was up here singing, had the microphone going. But when we took his microphone and transmission, he's on the front row continuing to praise God. Because a lot of people in Pentecost are performers. The only time they can praise God is when they got this. But whenever you want to really get God's attention, you begin to praise God when nobody's got you in the spotlight. Y'all don't get mad at me. I'm here to represent the master. I told a church the other night, you can be seated, probably four or five hundred people in there. I told them, the pastor said, just obey God. Do whatever you want to do. I said, okay, you're going to regret you said that. I got in the pulpit, started preaching. I said, when I start giving the altar call, I don't want one keyboard player. I don't want one drummer. I don't want one person on this platform. I said, here's why. Y'all need to pray through. I said, we don't need you up here putting on a concert when we're trying to pray people through. I said, it seems to me the only time you show up is when we give you the stage. I said, but we need you in the altar. I said, we're going to do it without you. It was funny how they didn't know what to do in the altar. You know what I'm telling you? A real praiser is a person that don't even know how to play an instrument. They say, I don't even know how to get on key. But I'm going to lift up Jesus. And the Lord said, I like the sound of your voice. I like the way you talk. I like the clap of your hand. I like the way you do what you do. Because it ain't about you. It's about me. I'm going somewhere with all this. You can be seated. Listen to me. Let, let me tell you what God wants. Let me let me let me do so. This is section A. This is section B, C, D. Listen. A God is looking for unprovoked praise. What that means is, because And I preach them and go to them. I can't stand our conferences. I can't stand. I hate to have to do that stuff. I hate for them to tell me I'm preaching a conference. And I got to go sit and watch a hundred preachers sit and just wait so they can go to Olive Garden. Look at me. What God is looking for is not this. People that have to be told. Everybody clap your hands. You got to tell them. Everybody stand up and praise the Lord. If if Jesus has done for you what you say he's done, you don't need him to tell you. That's not praise. That's just you doing what you were told to do. But Jesus is looking for somebody who said, nobody told me I had to do it, but I feel like praising God. me in that monitor a little bit, bro. I need my voice. Listen, here we go. Tell your neighbor, say, we're going to shift right here. We're going to shift right here. Here it is. You're about to get a revelation. Tell your neighbor, say, here comes a revelation. Now, typically, look at me, section B. Y'all be seated. Look at me. Typically, people praise God because God does something. And once God does something, you thank him for what he done. And I'm from the south, and that makes good sense because you praise him because of his marvelous... If God heals you, now you're going to praise him for a healing. And that's what most of us know. It's kind of like if, you, if you're sick, and you got cancer, and you get the test results, and they say you, all that's in remission, you don't have cancer anymore, you're going to ring that bell, and you're going to shout at the hospital, and you're going to come to church, and you're going to holler, and we're going to holler, because sister so-and-so got healed of cancer. And, and, and nothing wrong with that. But that's the lowest level of praise. That's only Thanksgiving. Even, even, even NFL, even those Redskins know when their team scores a touchdown, when they score, if they do something, everybody in the stands jumps up. And ain't it amazing? Nobody has to say, it, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the Washington Redskins have just scored a touchdown. Could we get everybody to please stand up? That's what we had to do for Jesus. But that ain't what you got to do for the world and their God. That man got healed at, at, at laying at the gate beautiful. And when he got healed, the Bible said straightway. He, he was leaping, jumping, praising God and went into the temple. They never give him a praise lesson. They never told him clap. They never said dance, run. When he saw he was healed, he said, I think I'm just going to do it. You know what? I wish I had a praiser that would do something that nobody else has done. Everybody claps. Everybody jumps. But is there a runner? Is there a twirler? Is it? There- Okay, here we go. Let me show you. Look at your neighbor. You can be seated. Tell them, say, this is my prophetic praise. This is how prophetic praise. I mean, typically, if, if your team wins, when they win, then you clap. God does something once it's done. After somebody does something, it's called stimuli response. God does something, I praise him. But in the kingdom of God and in the end time, there's another level of praisers. In the last days, there'll be a prophetic group of praisers. This this level of praise don't make any sense. These prophetic praisers, what they do is so ridiculous because this is what they do. They begin to give God praise before the answer ever shows up. Watch. These prophetic praisers, tap your neighbor and say, that's me, I'm one, I'm one. These prophetic praisers begin to give God glory for a healing while they're still sick. See, it don't make, it don't make no sense here. These prophetic praisers, they begin to give God praise for a financial miracle when they still owe the IRS. These prophetic praisers begin to give God praise for getting them out of trouble while they're still in over their head. What do you mean? These prophetic praisers climb over all obstacles and begin to worship Jesus for the outcome before the end comes prophetic praises don't wait till the last lap or the final score until something happens they begin to magnify Jesus for what he's going to do like he already done it even if it ain't happened yet you know what I'm telling you if you need a miracle don't wait till he does it the Lord sent me to Virginia to tell you tell them don't wait till the battle's over tell them to shout now tell them don't wait till they get a new building tell them to dance now He said, tell them, don't wait until they get a breakthrough. Tell them to break through and praise me now. you got to enter into his gates for Thanksgiving. Uh, Come on, let's take a praise break. I'm halfway there. I feel the Lord sent me to tell somebody, don't praise me over what I've done. Praise me over what I'm going to do. Throw me that scripture up there, brother. I give you Revelation 4 and 8. You can be seated. Watch this. Just watch this. You'll get another chance to praise. Let me show you what praise looks like in heaven. And the four beasts, each of them had six wings. Tell your neighbor, six wings. They had to have six wings because when you get in the presence of God, it's hard to balance yourself. They wouldn't be able to stay up. They're closest to God. So they got six wings. And watch this. And they rest not day and night saying, holy, holy. Holy Lord God almighty which was and is and is to come Look at me A B C look at me see These people praise God in 3 dimensions Heaven's praise don't look like our praise That's why we don't have on earth what's in heaven. Because we don't have the praise on earth like heaven has in heaven. But look, he said the first way they say, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Which was? Everybody say, past tense was, was. They are praising God in heaven for what he has already done. Was. Past tense. But they go one more, comma. They go one more level. And they go next. They say, and is. That's a present praise. Now, don't get mad at me because, and I love my elders, and I'm fourth generation apostolic. But nothing burns me up more than people say, boy, we used to dance, we used to shout, we used to, count. used to, used to, used to, used to, used to. Well, I still is. They weren't just praising him over what was. The Bible said, and is. If you don't have an is, your was is irrelevant. If you don't have a now praise, it doesn't matter what you used to do back there because evidently you've lost it and you're not doing now what you did then. Watch this. They were praising God over what was. Everybody shout past tense. And they were praising him over what is. Say that's present praise. But prophetic praise, watch it. The last four words says, and is to come. I'm going to see right here if y'all getting what I'm preaching. They praised the Lord over what he had done, over what he was doing, but they went one more level and broke the devil's back. And they started praising Jesus over what was to come. They started praising Jesus over not what he done, but what he's about to do next. My God, have mercy. I wish somebody could hear what I'm saying. What the Lord's telling you to do, praise me in advance. you got to dance in advance. You may have to give God an advance. Why don't you try taking a 10-second praise break and saying, Lord, I want to give you praise in advance. Hey, my. You can be seated, let me Ooh, When you do this, you can be seated. This stirs up. the spirit of prophecy comes in. Look at your neighbor and say, "Your praise is your prophecy. Your praise is your prophecy. I'm going to give you a word from the Lord right now. I'm, I'm going to see if you're able to sense when God's talking. There's a time the preacher's talking. There's another time God starts talking. When God starts talking, if, you're, if you just listen for the voice inflexation, you're going to think he's got to say it a certain way. But I'm about to say something to you that's going to help you understand and going to help your pastor understand how God's looking at this whole thing here. Do you want to hear it? This is what you need to understand. The devil is not fighting you over what you've already done. He is fighting you because he is afraid about what God's going to let you do next. And that is prophecy. And I'm going to run it through the hopper one more time. If the devil has enough spirituality to fight you and you and you and you and this church over what he knows God's going to do next, then how come you can't praise God over what he's going to do? If the devil's fighting it, why ain't you praising it? Some of you got prophetic problems, but God said, Tell them their prophetic problems need to be matched with prophetic praise. You need to praise God for what He's about to do. Ooh, Jesus. Okay. Let me try this one more time. You can be seated so you can see this scripture. Put it up there. It's Philippians 4 and 19, my good brother. It said, but my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches in glory. By Christ Jesus. Now, there's a calculation that's got to be made. That if God has enough riches, he can supply. He don't just supply because there's a calculation. My God shall supply your need according to, tell your neighbor, it's according to. According when I come up, my mom and them used to play an accordion in church. I was a kid. They had a big old accordion. They played. And, and I used to look, I I'd get in so many whippings for trying to mess with that thing. I go, and I found something out. You could pull it back just a little bit. It'd make a little. Eh, no. But if you really want that thing to blow, you had to pull that accordion way back. You had to fill it up with air. To push it out. He said it is according to his riches in glory. In other words, if God's got enough glory, you're going to get your need supplied. That word glory is not Shekinah glory. It's not Kabod. It's not the light that dwells between the cherubs on the mercy seat. That word glory is the word doxa. And doxa simply means Praise, worship, sing, or fall down. What that means is this. That word glory is what my grandmama used to say coming up in church. You being here doing what we're doing. She'd say, "Woo, glory. This ain't the glory that God's got. This is the glory that you got to give to God. And what he told you was, God's going to supply your need, but it's going to be according to how rich you make God with praise. You can't bankrupt God in praise and expect him to pour out a blessing. But he said, if you will pour out praise, he said, I'll pour out the blessing. <laughs> my, my, my. My, my, my. My, 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 my. <laughs> <laughs> let's do something real quick you can be seated just slip your hands up to the Lord right where you're sitting you can sit down just slip your hands up to the Lord right where you're sitting I want you just to test the waters let's just love on the Lord for a moment I'm three quarters of the way there I got, I got one scripture and we're going to switch switch Go ahead and put it up there, bro. Uh, Isaiah 53 and 5. Most of you can quote Isaiah 53 and 5. If you can't, you've heard it. But whenever you see it as it's meant to be, it'll change your life. This is the greatest event that ever happened on the earth. Jesus dying on the cross. That's the most important thing some churches don't even want to talk about the cross don't even want to talk about the blood no more well you ain't a church if you ain't got no cross and no blood look he said but he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we're healed now I know you think you know what that means but pretend you don't because you don't yet but you will in 20 seconds and in 20 seconds, when you see what this really means, I won't have to tell you how to praise Jesus. Because the man that wrote this was a prophet of God. His name was Isaiah. And Isaiah lived 700 years before Jesus died on the cross. Seven, I'll Tell your neighbor, 700 years. 700 years before it even happened, Isaiah said, but he was. I better come to section A. He did not say he shall be. He didn't say one day it's going to happen. You got to quit talking like that. You got to quit saying we're going. He said 700 years before it happened. It already happened. But he was... It already happened. Wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. Already happened. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. By his stripes, you're already healed. What I'm telling you is, you got to quit saying it's going to happen. you got to start prophetically praising God. Like if he said it, he can do what he said. He was... I'll do it for you. I'm dancing for y'all a new building right now. Not because you're going to get one, but because you got one. I'm praising God right now for a family life center. Not because you're going to get it, but I'm praising God as though I was already in that thing. i'll have to finish this some of the time let's take a 20 second praise break and then we're going to operate in the gifts of the spirit but i want you to worship jesus for a little bit here i want you to worship jesus Hey, hey, hey. Now, look at me. You, you, you can stand. Yeah, I like that. Listen, you can stand. You can sit. You can do whatever. You may want to sit. You can pray. Sit. They got the Holy Ghost sitting. You can sit. Listen to me. There. God, I don't want to scare y'all on the first night. Shut up. Let me think about how much y'all can handle of this. Maybe, maybe after God gets finished healing and touching this lady wearing this green uh, top right here, y'all believe something. There's a lot of angelic activity in this room because where the Lord is worshipped, angels come and protect the glory. I'm going to pray for this lady in just a minute. I'm going to pray for you in just a minute. i got to tell something, but then I'm going to pray for you. And there's going to be a miraculous touch that's going to shoot down and go down in your body. And I don't know you, and I never talked to you, I don't think. I'm sure we don't know each other, but... I know some things, and what I do know is this, is it ain't over with for you by a long shot. The devil wants to kill you and take you out, but the Lord told me to prophesy life over you and tell you you got some living left to do. I'm going to come right back to I'm going to come right back to you. mainly because you got a bunch of people that need to come get the Holy Ghost and need to get baptized and, and you can't die until that happens I'm trying, I just, I want to prophesy right away, but I know not to, I know what to do, but, 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 but listen to me, I'm going to do this because I'm going to do this for people, for several people in here that need a job. Let me tell you, there's jobs hanging all over the top of this building right now. There's cars, homes, churches, family life centers, uh, all kinds of raises and adv- It's hanging right there. It's right there. But you got to learn how to get it. You got to get it before you got it. Tell your neighbor, you must get it before you get it. And they probably said, "What kind of sense?" They, I just preached to you. You got to praise God as you already have it. Some of y'all. Now, now, I'm going to clarify what I'm fixing to say, Sister Windsor. I'm going to clarify this. And this ain't no kind of bragging at all. But Because I, I pray. I get up. I pray. I try to put two or three hours in every day if I can. I put as much time in praying as I can. I don't never go a day. and don't. I, I mean, I'm going to put an hour or two. I, I believe in prayer. But I'm going to say something to you. Some of y'all need to quit praying and start praising God. You've, you've prayed about it enough. You need to turn your asking into receiving by saying, "Okay, God. see you keep begging, begging, begging." That leper never asked for nothing. He just went and said, "I worship you. I know who you are. You're the healer. You are who you are." He wor- You know what he? Be- when it said he worship, that's a whole lot of sentences that didn't get written down. He didn't just walk up and do. He walked up saying, "I heard that you're the healer of leprosy. You're the one that can heal anybody. You're the waymaker, and I praise you because what you've done for them, you're going to do for me." You got to. go from praying to praising this I was preaching in Indiana I'm preaching in Indiana just a short time back. I'm preaching in Indiana. There was a lady and a man in the back. They got their hands up. They're worshiping the Lord. They were dressed very nice, very Pentecostal looking. And the Lord said, go back there and tell them something. I walked back to them. And for some reason, I I shoved my microphone in my pocket. Usually, if I got a word for somebody, I tell it right out in front of everybody for a couple reasons. Number one, I want the pastor to hear what I'm saying. I don't take people out in the parking lot and tell them something that the pastor don't know what I said. And the people that do that, I call them parking lot prophets. They got the wrong attitude because they want to do that because they know he ain't going to give them the microphone to get up here and do it. Usually they want to tell you something that ain't right. So I use, But I didn't do that. I put it in my pocket and I told this lady and man, I said, Sir, I said, the Lord said, you are not going to lose anything, but you're about to be promoted to the best job you've ever had. Whenever I told that man that, that man come out from that seat where he was doing what pastor was doing. He comes out twirling and dancing and praising God. He, he runs all the way around that building twirling and dancing. And when he did, the pastor walked up to me and leaned over my ear. He said, my God, what did you tell that man? I said, I told him he's not going to lose anything, but he's about to be promoted and get the best job he's ever had. When I said that, the pastor started dancing. He spun and he ran around the building he made a lap around and come back to where I was and when he got to me he said man, he said that man lost his job nine months ago. He said they're about to come take everything he's got. He said they're about to repossess houses, land, everything. Said he, if anybody needs it it's him. And I said well he got it. He, he's not going to get it but this is when he got it. He got it like Isaiah did. When Isaiah started writing 53 Isaiah he didn't say shall be its come. He said it's already. If God said it it as good as done. Sometimes it's not a false prophecy; it's a false recipient because it's a false praiser. God ain't gonna do what He said He would do if you're not gonna believe and praise Him as though He's not a liar. Now you wait on this because because there's some of you visiting to get a job, but I'm just listening to me. So this this. That, that that was on a Sunday. On Tuesday, me and the pastor are on a boat. He's got me on a boat somewhere on a lake in Indiana. And we're just talking about the Lord. His phone rings. And, and he, gets, he goes, this is the man from Sunday that you talked to. I said, okay. He, start, he goes in about this 10-minute conversation. And the pastor starts crying. He said, he said, oh, my God. He said, you're not going to believe this. He gets back on the phone. He, talk. he said, oh, my God, Brother Johnson, you're not going to believe this. I said, hang up and let me get a chance to believe it. He said, oh my, he finally hangs up. He said, listen, he said, he was shook. He said, man, he said, this is crazy. He said, this is, he said, you, you, nobody going to believe this. He said, the man from Sunday night said, tell me what happened. He said he went for a job interview this morning in Indianapolis. He said but when he got to the job interview, he's trying to get on the elevator and the elevator wouldn't open. He stood there and waited and waited. He said a man come up to him and said, sir can I help you? He said, well I'm here for a job interview to see so and so. He said well, he said you can't ride that elevator unless you got a security badge. One of these things. You don't have a lanyard. You, you can't get a, you got to scan a badge to get on the elevator. He said you'll never get on it without it. He said you need to see somebody. He said man, they didn't tell me. He he said, well, he said, I'm going to help you out. He said, the man scanned his badge, and he said, the door opened up, and the man told him, he said, you want the fourth floor. He said, I pushed the four. he said, good luck on your job. He said, I'm going up to the fourth floor. He said, when the door opens on the elevator, he said, i step out, and he said, there's some ladies there, and said, they look at me, he said, like I have come in to shoot the place up. They said, whoa, 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 you don't have a badge. What are you doing? He said, I'm here, I'm, I'm here for a job interview, and the lady said, no, 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 you're not, God said you don't come here for job interviews you only come here if you're already hired and got the job Woo! pastor's the only person they got and then, if it had been me the smart aleck in me would have said well I'm in the right place because God told me I had a job she said, no, 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 no. She said, you, you got to go 10 miles the other side of Indy to another place. You don't come here until we bring you here to, to, because you're hired. He said, man, he said, I leave out of there like a dog with my tail between my legs. He said, I leave. I go 10 miles across the city. He said, I'm filling out the application at this other place they told me to go. He said, while I'm filling out the application, my phone rings. He said, it's the lady who was from the first place that sent me to the second place. She said, said are you the man i talked to yeah you were here yeah she said listen she said i need you to come back over here Come back over. Yeah, I need you to come back over here. Well, my God. He said, you know, 10 miles other side of Indies, like 10 miles other side of D.C. I mean, this ain't no five-minute trip. She said, just get back over here. He said, when I come back this time, he said, I'm thinking, man, this is messed up. He said, there's a lady waiting for me, and she put, a, a, put one of these lanyards around my neck. And she asked him a question. She said, how did you get on this elevator earlier? She said, you didn't have a badge. He said, there was a man that let me on. She said, well, she said, they fixing to ask you about it. She said, I can, She said, you just better tell the truth, she said, because everybody's buzzing up there. She said, we scan the badge, we get on, said, we get off. Said, that lady brings me to the other lady. And the lady said, sir, said, I just need to ask you something. Said, you come here earlier, Now, how did you get on that elevator and make that elevator roll? He said, well, I was pushing the button, and he said, a short, ball-headed man with a suit and tie come up and helped me and scanned his badge and got me on, and he's the one who told me to come to the first floor. She said, sir, we don't have no short, ball-headed man with no suit and tie that works on the first floor or any floor. And she said... Furthermore, she said, if he would have scanned the badge, we'd have saw it on this system because anybody who would have scanned the badge would be fired because they cannot let anybody ride that elevator who has not got clearance. Some of y'all around D.C. ought to know what I'm talking about. They said, you don't let people... They said, we can't see where nobody scanned no badge. She said, now who let you on this elevator? He said, I'm telling you, it was a short ball-headed man with a suit and tie. She said, sir, she said, I know everybody on... On the first floor and there ain't no short ball headed man with no suit and tie. She said and nobody scanned the badge. How did you get that elevator open? He said all I can tell you is, is a man help me. She said listen. She said if you'll keep your mouth shut. She said we want to give you a job. Make an X amount of money. He said it's more money I ever made in my life. He said they give me a promoted job. Ju- Do you hear what I went? What happened? It didn't happen on Tuesday. It happened on Sunday. Whenever the Lord told him, you're going to get it. And he started dancing. The monk, You're going to get it tonight. You may not see it for a week. But you're going to get it now. Even if it has to show up later. <laughs> Can God work on us here for just a moment? Can you do what exactly what I'm gonna tell you to do? I'm closing my Bible, I'm shutting my notes off, I'm through preaching. I want you just to sit down, put your hands on your stomach, and I want you to cry out to God for a moment. Let something cry out to you. It's a crying praise, it's a thanksgiving that don't even have words to it. It's just a oh. Oh, for 60 seconds, just do that right there. Oh, oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Shoo! <laughs> For about twenty-five more seconds of that, we'll be right there. mm what is this this is prophetic atmosphere it's the spirit of prophecy it's Jesus coming in to anoint you to call things that be not as though they were let me I'm coming back to this sweet lady because we're fixing to pray for her right here. What's your name, mama? Tammy? We're fixing to pray for Tammy. But I'm going to come over here first for just a minute. And we'll tell you what the Lord told me when I walked in here tonight. This is what the Lord told me. You get to see if I'm right because I don't know anybody here but him and I don't hardly know him. I don't know her. But God knows us. And because I do what I do, I have to rely on God because I'm in a different church every week. So the Lord has let me tap into what I've been preaching to you about. And he give me an advantage to be able to know what I should not be able to know. That way it builds your faith to know that God knows everything about you. I walked in, the Lord told me, he said, Now this is a precious man. That's what the Lord said. These were, this is a precious man. Is it? The Lord said, this is a precious man. This is a precious man. This is a precious man of God. But the Lord said, know this. He said, this is a precious woman of God. One that's touched by the anointing of God. Who the Lord works with. Talks to. And her eyes are open in the spirit and she can see dreams and visions. Sheba And the Lord told me that a lot of the things that he's given her about words, prophetic words, dreams, and things that he showed her over time that he was going to do with the church... And that he was going, am I telling the truth? You, If I'm lying, say, oh, you're crazy. The Lord said, those things that he showed you, mama, the time for them to come to pass are at hand. It's at hand. And the Lord is going to touch this sweet lady tonight. And there's going to come a strengthening touch that's going to run right through her body. The devil don't like her because she prays. Not at church, at her house. She prays at her house. I hear and see her at her house praying. Sitting in a chair, praying at the house. Am I telling you the truth, bro? Praying at the house. Sitting in the house. Got a Bible. Sitting there with it. Reading it. In that chair, rocking back and forth, praying. But I'm going to touch you right now, Mama. And I'm going to tell you that those things God showed you, they are not figments of your imagination. (laughs) God is going to unlock some things in you, Mother. The Lord is going to unlock some things in you. They're prophetic tongues that are inside of you. The Lord would surely say, I am rekindling tongues, interpretation of tongues. I'm rekindling these gifts that are in you. I'm causing it to be stirred up. I don't know what maybe has gone on or what God is doing about some youngins. But I do want to tell you this. The Lord told me to tell you this. He's got his hand on them. The Lord's got his hand on them. That it may look like he don't. But the Lord said, I do. This is what the Lord said. The Lord said, uh, what is this couple's name? Mark, 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 Last name? Mark Mark, 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 Mark. Mark What a beautiful name. That sounds important. The Lord said that everything that you dedicated to him when it was a child, he said, must return to him. <speaking in> he <Hebrew> Shata yes indeed in the name of jesus let me just touch you here mama and tell you that there's going to come revival through your family There's going to come a return. You're going to see it happen. Your prayers aren't in vain. Whatever all this means, the Lord said, it's nothing you've ever done wrong. It's nothing that you did wrong. Nothing in parenting, nothing to do with that. But the Lord said, tonight's the night to put your foot on the devil's head. There's a return. There's a coming back. There's a return. There's a return. There's a return. Do you hear what I'm telling somebody here? Y'all are gonna have a revival of prodigals and backsliders that's gonna to come to this church. They're gonna come running this church. And and I see some of them that's gonna get up here after they pray through. They're gonna be rebaptized in Jesus' name. And the Lord said some of them are musical. Some of them will play music, some of them will be able to teach because they've learned that they, they fell out, but they're coming back in. Ah, Y'all don't want me to prophesy. Y'all scared of this. Y'all don't like this. Y'all want to go home or? Come on, church. You want to just do the same old thing we always done like we all. Or do you want God to break in with the spirit of prophecy right now? Speak to us and break a chain off. It, it, it. Stretch your hands towards this lady right here. You know this lady that's sitting right here? Yeah. Sister? You lay your hand on your sister. Just lay your hands on your sister. The Lord's about to go down through her body and start wreaking havoc on everything that's trying to wreak havoc on her. All down through her. It's going to start down in here. It's going to start right here. Look at me. It's going to start like this. It's going to come right in you like this right here. He's going to correct some things in there. Something's going to pull out. Something's going to be pulled out of your body right here, about right here, right out of your innermost being right here. Here and lower, going down in the lower parts, something's going to pull that out of you. Let me not say something. The hand of Jesus is going to reach in here by the word of faith and and straighten some things out. And the Lord is going to take every kind of poisonous thing in your body. It's got to come out. Anything that will try to come to give you sugar, anything that will try to come to give you blood pressure problem, it's got to be rebuked in the name of Jesus. Era my Satan al-Baha. See us us lay your hand right on her chest right here like this and right there in the name of Jesus what we're calling for God to do then we're going to praise God for it we want God to go into this lady's heart right now and the Lord is going to give you a new one the Lord is going to just give you a brand new one that's what needs to be your heart's not just going to be strengthened but the Bible said he would give you a new heart so I prophesy to this lady in the name of Jesus while you're lifting your voices up to the Lord right now that according to the name of the Lord Jesus, Lady, be made whole by the authority and the power of the name of Jesus. Be healed right now. Lady, if you'll open your mouth and prophetically praise him, you got it right there. You got it. I feel something coming out of her body right there. I feel something leave and something come. I declare healing. Be made whole. Be made whole. Be made whole. Be thy made whole. Stand up, mama. Stand up now. Something's happening for you. Stand up. Go ahead and stand up. Raise your hands up. You're going to get strength back. All your equilibriums coming back. It's coming back. It's coming back. It's coming back. Everything that's trying to zap your strength, make you feel tired all the time, in the name of Jesus, it's coming back. Can I just ease in here and take you by the hand? You just kind of walk with me. Just kind of ease over here. Just ease through here. I'm just going to move that chair. You just, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. God said, I'm putting strength in her body right now. A new heart in your chest. Blood regulate. Sugar regulate. We praise you for it. Not later. We praise you now. We praise you now. Jesus. 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 This lady that told me she was her sister. Were you married? Yeah. Yeah. Were you? I said were. I'm going to tell you something. What God brought you through and out of is what's taught you to pray in this dimension you're in. Because you come through the fire. God brought you through the fire. And and are we recording? That you can check what I asked. What's your name, sweetheart? Brenda? You can check what I asked Brenda. I asked Brenda a certain phrase. I said were before. Because... I got a word for you, and if you'll praise God on this, God will do it. God only does what you can receive right now. Look at your neighbor and say, delayed obedience is disobedience. When the word comes, you must believe it then. Tomorrow, you can't change your mind and say, well, I'm going to believe what the preacher. You got to believe this right now. But the Lord said, Tell Brenda, if she'll start praising me now for everything that I brought her through and got her out of when she almost lost her mind and almost wasn't here, should be dead right now, but not dead. She couldn't die when she wanted to, but she didn't do it. She's alive, and here's why. Because the Lord said, Tonight I'm gonna start making the devil pay her back those things that got stole from her. There's coming a return to you. Brenda you may not be a runner or a shouter, but I'm just going to tell you, if you get in that aisle and do everything you can for Jesus right now, if you'll step over there and praise him, there's coming a return to you right now for everything the devil tried to get out of your life. Come on, I wish I had about five praisers that run up here and praise God with Brenda right now. Come on, one of you praisers, get up there and praise God with Brenda right now. God said, I'm going to pray if you'll pray me I'll pay you back for everything the debt come on give God about 60 seconds hey oh 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 come on give God about 60 seconds pay back I'm fixing to give an altar call as if we ain't already having one. You ought to get in the aisle right now and just put your hands up until I take. Whatever you do, don't get back in your seat. Whatever you do, move out as if to tell the devil, I'm not going back to where I was, to how it was. I'm going to give Jesus some praise tonight for some things I'm expecting him to do. To some degree you are, but you just shout when I say it. What God is doing here is God is raising up a multicultural, multi-generational church. (laughs) Pastor, you just tell me if it's all right. But what God wants to do is bring people in here that can't worship just anywhere else because they're not the right color to go to somewhere else. But God said, I want to have a real Pentecostal church where red, yellow, black, white, they can all come together and praise me. It's not a white church. It's not an Asian church. It's not a black church. It's the church of Jesus Christ. And that's what God's raising up right here. I feel this in my spirit to speak it for just a moment. There's some there's some There's some white people and some black people that's come together and now they can't go to churches anywhere because there's some racist people in the house of God that looks down their nose at them. But God said, if you'll come to me, you'll all bleed the same color. We're all going to bleed red. And I'm here to tell you, God's about to open up the doors of this church and send you people that nobody else wants. He's going to send you people that nobody else wants to deal with. But the Lord said, open up the door when they come. Let them have your spot. Say, we were waiting on you. We heard you were coming. We heard a prophecy that said, red, yellow, black, white, husband, wife, daughter, kid, they're coming. You ought to give God some prophetic praise and say, Lord, I'm going to praise you in advance. Don't don't look now, but the angel of the Lord is in this house. Standing behind that lady right there with the green top on. Standing right where this lady is, right where this mother is right here. The angel of the Lord is in here. I want to tell her something. I want to tell all y'all something. God is going to send you some people here that are going to speak. I hear talking, and they're going to talk, and it sounds like a Jamaican accent. Caribbean. Like a Caribbean accent. I hear them praising God like that. I hear them in here praising God like that. I hear them in here praising God. They're on their way. They're coming. You want to know why? Because we're prophetically praising God and letting God know, Lord, if you said it, it's as good as done. We we won't wait. We don't have to wait. Now, all three of you that need a job need to do exactly what we're fixing to do right now. You need a job, and the job you got's not good enough to do what needs to be done. God has got it. Listen to me. Listen to me. Here's what you do. Number one, make a covenant right now without opening your mouth. The covenant is this. Lord, you give me that job, I'm going to pay my tithes faithfully, when you give me that job. That's coming right off the top and I'm going to give you offerings out of it. I don't care what it is, but you're getting the 10% every month and the Lord is about to open up the door for some of you to get a job. I just was in just an accident and I prayed this over a girl on Sunday and the other night when I was leaving Wednesday, she said God did a quick work. She said I got the job on Monday. She said you spoke it on Sunday and the Lord, she said I didn't call them they called me and said come for the interview. you don't believe what I'm saying y'all don't want me to prophesy y'all scared of this you ought to holler and say hey God we need a word right now we need to hear something right now we, we, we need to hear a word I'm going to tell several of you that need a job you need to raise up both your hands right now and say God I'm going to receive this right now you need to put both your hands in the air and start walking as close as you can down here to where I'm at right now come walking come walk right there come walk right there there is jobs in this House, there is jobs. Stand right there, brother. Stand right there. Stand right there, sis. Stand right there. There are jobs. If you want it, raise your hands up just as high as you can. I'm gonna pronounce this over you. The best job. The best job that won't keep you out of church. Because that's priority number one with you, isn't it? You don't want to have to be missing church. And the Lord told me to tell you because the way you're praising him and sacrificing for him, he's going to give you the desire of your heart. He's going to give you a job making good money and you won't have to miss church. I touch you sir in the name of Jesus from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. If you'll open your mouth and start praying in the Holy Ghost. Something's about to swing open for you. It's about to open. 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 Take your hand like this and just hold it right like that. I see you holding, looks like a tray on your hand. I see you coming with a tray on your hand. I see a tray on your hand like you're waiting a table or something but it's what's on that tray that I'm excited about. I'm looking on top of that tray that you're holding, coming and serving and I see a big old dollar sign on the top of it. The Lord is about to open up what needs to happen for you and you're about to be a more blessed man than you've ever been in your whole life. Why? Because we prophesy and we praise in the name of Jesus. Open up and come. Let it loose. The Lord's going to help you mama. You won't have to go through no more worrying. You won't have to be worrying about how this going to work out and how that's going to work out. How you going to do this and how you going to do this. just let me have your hands here everybody stretch your hands towards this lady i feel something happening here this is just the first night but i hear the lord saying have i not always supplied your need have i ever forsaken you have i ever let you down have i not sent people to you with money when you needed it have i not caused people to come and put it in your hand have i not always made a way where there was looked to be no way have not i worked in the hard times and the lean times And the Lord said, I will do it again, but this time it'll be pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I speak it over you, lady. If you'll give God prophetic praise right now, as though his word is real, as though his word is already done. Get it, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. Somebody praise God. Oosh. <laughs>
0: Woo.
1: I'm just going to give an altar call. I'm only doing one more thing. And we're just going to have to praise God and go. Give me five right here. The Lord said he loves your praise and he loves your voice. And the Lord said, I am putting three talents in her. I'm putting three talents in her. Tell her to praise me with them. And they will intensify. It will become greater and greater and greater. And through these things that God's going to do, hold that hand out that I just slapped like that. There are at least five and probably more people that it's going to, you're going to take them by the hand. You're going to lead them in here. They're going to come to church. They're going to follow you in here. You going I see you doing this. I see you doing this. I see you lead. I see you pulling them in. Are you ready? Raise up your hand, bro. I'm just gonna lay my hands on you. I'm gonna tell you one thing. I could go on all night. We don't have all night. We're fixing to have an altar call. What I'm gonna tell you is the hand of the Lord's upon you. Don't be discouraged. Don't feel like uh, that somebody else is greater than you and you're way down here. The Lord told me to tell you something. Quit comparing yourself to other people. The Lord said you had to be who I called you to be. The Lord has put His hand on you. There's a ministry anointing that's on you. It looks like nothing is happening. It looks like that how could you ever get to here and the Lord said some of the problem is you're always looking at other people and say I'll never be like that. I never preach like that. I'll never do that. And the Lord said tell him I never wanted him to do that. The Lord said tell him I want him to be original and to be real to himself. Ikabaha, What the Lord is about to do right now when I start praying is the Lord is about, the Lord is not about the Lord is, is going to change your Heart and change your mind. The Lord's going to change your heart and change your mind. And you're going to quit beating yourself up and being insecure and low self esteem and saying, I can't do it because inside of you, you got a dream and a vision that you're going to preach and you're going to save souls and you're going to do this. And the devil keeps saying, No, you can't. No, you ain't. No, you won't. You won't ever do it. But the devil's a liar. But what I'm speaking is true. There's an anointing on you. God's going to use you. Keep passing the test. The Lord said, continue to pass the test. The Lord said, be faithful and little. I'll make you ruler over much. There's a spirit of evangelism that's on you. In the name of Jesus. Now, there it is. When I take my hands off your head, you just praise him. Because there's going to be something imparted to you right there. Go in. 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 I want you to pray in tongues right now stay you just gonna have to come back tomorrow night keep praising him bro listen If you're in this place, just let's do this like this. I didn't make the disclaimer that I should have made, but I'm going to make it. Sometimes, sometimes in this revival, the Lord's going to have me to speak to one person. But what I'm telling them also resonates with you. And I don't have time. We don't have time to go down the line. You don't need me to come to you. You don't need me. You need Jesus. And, and I just heard the Lord when I walked up here. He said, some people don't think they got a word because you didn't call them out. But you don't need me to call you out. You need to sense what's going on and realize the word is in the atmosphere. You need to reach up and say, if you're going to bless him and you're going to bless him and you're going to touch her, you will touch me too. Some of you have heard, I just hear the Lord say, you heard him speak to somebody else a thing that you need. Now let's find out if I'm right. The Lord just spoke to me and said, there are people here that heard you speak to somebody else and they said, I needed that. Raise your hand. Where are you? Okay. Those of you that raise your hands about to get a hundredfold blessing, leave it up. Listen to me. This is what the Lord said. The Lord said, because you'll rejoice with them, I'm going to do for you what I promise to do with them. Don't wait on it to come to you. The minute you hear your brother's blessed, the minute your brother gets a word and they get a job, and they you say, hey, if you're saving their kids, you're saving my kids. If you're doing it for th- I'm going to give you about 30 seconds to say I'm going to praise God for what he's doing in other people's lives. Because if Jesus is going to do it for them, he's going to do it. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. Let me ask you, are we going to baptize people this week in Jesus' name? Or? Are we going to pray people through to the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Your praise signify. That's prophetic praise. Somebody run to that keyboard. Stay right where you're at. Don't break this. Listen to me. I'm, I feel to do this tonight. And I will say, because I don't know everything. People think I know it all. I don't. I'm just I just take what mail I get. Listen, if you're here and you need God, God's here. But let me tell you what God wants to do right now. There are, those of you here, you got saved some time back. Between then and now, there's been an interruption. And because of that, now you haven't really broke through and prayed through like you want to. Like you used to do. The long time ago, you could just raise your hands and just... Now, it's like there's a barrier. I'm not being cocky. I promise you I'm not being cocky. But if you'll let me pray for you, I'll pray that out of your life. And Jesus will come into your life. And you will be praying fluently in tongues like you used to do like you used to do. I'm just going to do this like this. I'm not asking if you've ever had the Holy Ghost. I'm not asking any questions except this question. Are you in need of being broke through? Is there something there that's trying to prevent you? If so, while we got our hands up to the Lord come walking as close up here as you can just come walking up here close as you can if you're just saying, hey, I just need a good praying through. I just need to pray through right. I just need to be able to speak in tongues. Come on, darling. Come on. Anybody. Anybody. Come on, brother. If you want the Holy Ghost. If you want the Holy Ghost, walk on down here. Come on, my brother. Come on. Come on down. Come down with your hands up so we can see where you're at. We're going to pray for you and the baptism of the Holy Ghost is going to fall on you. Come on down. Move a little closer. Anybody else before we start. Come on, darling. Come on. Come on. That's precious. That's what we're here for. This is what everything's built up. To If you want the Holy Ghost to fill you full, raise up both your hands. Those of you that are up here, raise them both so we can see who you are. Let me see you. If you're wanting prayer, raise up both your hands. Let me see you. Do you see these with their hands up here? I want you all to repeat after me. Say, I plead the blood of Jesus over my entire life say nothing I've done but everything Jesus done. That's why I'm going to receive this tonight. I'm going to receive the Holy Ghost again and I'm going to speak in tongues in a level I never have in Jesus name. Rabbi Sheh. raise up your hands. I'm going to lay hands on you. These people are behind you. When I lay my hands on your head, you open your mouth and you begin to let this pour out. Close your eyes. Open your mouth. If you're standing behind some of these, just lay your hand on their shoulder. The Holy Ghost is about to fall all over you, young lady. Open your mouth. I'm just going to do something. I'm going to tilt your head up to heaven like this. There it is. Now let that out loud. There you go. Let it come out loud. Let it come out loud. Let it come out loud. Speak it loud. Speak it loud. I'm going to tilt your head back, Mama, just like that. Open your mouth and let it come out. Don't stop. Speak it loud. Here you go, my brother, right there in the name of I pray it through you in the name of Jesus. Lift your hands up real high, daughter. Here it comes right now. Slip up your hands, sir. Here it comes. I lay hands on you, sir. I want you to let it have loud voice your little mouth, and you let it come out. louder. that little tongue right here. Here it comes. loud, let your tongue go, everything in this house, pray in the Holy Ghost right now raise up your hands raise up your hands baby There you go, darling. That's it. That's the Holy Ghost coming on you right there. Let your little tongue go. Pray on the Holy Ghost. That's it. Open up your little tongue. Let it speak. Come on, everything in here. Open your mouth and pray in tongues right now. Let your tongue pray right now. Come on, everything in here. Don't worry about me. Just do it. Just do it. Whoever you're praying with, open your mouth and pray in the Spirit right now. e kandele Speak Y'all some help. Some help. Some for the next three minutes I want everything in here to pray with me and the Holy Ghost just like that oh Open your mouth and speak it all over this house. Open your mouth and speak it all over this house. Close your eyes, raise your hands, and speak it. There's a blessing coming in you by the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, these babies over here, the Holy Ghost falling. If this church will open your mouth and do what I'm telling you to do, something's falling on us. Something's falling on us. There it is. Speak that. There it is. Speak that. There it is, baby. Speak it, darling. This little girl back here. Speak it. Let your tongue pray in the Holy Ghost. Ooh. Yes sir Yes sir I'm doing praying the Holy Ghost, you worship God with that tongue. Don't let go, that's it. Young ladies, do it. Something's getting on you right now. It's a spirit of intercession, there's a spirit of intercession breaking, there's a prophetic gift being stirred up in you right now. God's stirring up that gift of prophecy in you right now. In a machine mana mana sini mana katiende ide asambele bo kotina. Pachana masiko. Pachana masiko. just just before we get out of here would you if it's appropriate just put your hand on that shoulder of that person right next to you whether they're standing sitting it doesn't matter there has been a river of healing run through here if you get home and find out you're healed would you come tomorrow night and tell pastor let him know that you were healed so we can celebrate listen to me before pastor comes I don't know how you do it I don't know where you do it I just know we make a way to do it if you're in this place you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus we want you in the water now look at me close cause I'm not too tall I'm like pastor If you will go to that water, look at me, if you'll go to that water and let him baptize you in Jesus' name, it'll break the curse off your life. It'll break the curse off your life. If you're baptized into Christ, you put on Christ and become Abraham's seed and the blessing of Abraham comes upon you. That's Bible. That it breaks the curse off when the blood comes. Cigarettes, drugs, lust, pornography, whatever. It breaks. It breaks it off your life. It will break it off your life. So this is what I want to do. And then pastor can come and we can proceed. Tomorrow night you better be here. Listen. If you're here and you can tell that there's a plague on your life from this world. And you can tell something's not letting you completely get to Jesus. It's so simple. Have I lied about anything I've said here tonight? Anybody I prayed for, have I lied? Then I'm not lying what I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you the truth. If you will stick around and let him know after the service that you want to be baptized in Jesus' name, however they're going to do it, if you will tell him that tonight and let him schedule it where we can baptize you, listen to me. It will clear your mind, it will break that curse. And everything that's got a hold on you will slip out of, it'll slip out of its hand. And you will come to the Lord in a way that you, because you got to bury that path. Because the devil is sniffing around your house. Because he knows you're a walking dead man. So I'm going to pray one prayer here. And if you make a decision, you're going to do this. Before you leave, everybody say it. Say, before I leave. Then you go to pastor and you tell him, say, hey, I want to be baptized bow your heads, close your eyes. Father, I thank you for your presence that is in here. In the name of Jesus, you have touched hearts. You have refilled people with your spirit. You've delivered. You have healed. You've made promises. But God, if there be one person here that needs to escape out of the hold of this world, I pray that they right now will have liberty to be able to go to pastor tonight and tell the hymn, I want to be baptized in the name of Jesus that's above every name. To break these old curses off my life. I want a new beginning. I want a new start. I want to start right with God starting right now. If they be here, God, I pray they have liberty to come and to do this tonight. If that's you, don't leave here until you stop by. And you tell pastor, say, hey, I, I need to do that, what that preacher was talking about. Now you just turn to five people and hug their neck and tell them, say, hi, I'm a prophetic praiser. Hug them real good and say, I'm a prophetic praiser. Hug them good.
0: Praise the Lord, everybody. What a first night. Amen. Come tomorrow night, expect and bring somebody with you. We are going to have a time.